This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. It's one of the world's fastest growing sports and probably the most brutal. The UFC is the pinnacle of professional mixed martial arts, a multi-million dollar empire turning its best fighters into global superstars. Now, two promising South African fighters are on the cusp of UFC greatness. Derek Watts was brave enough to get into the octagon with them and find out what it takes to prepare for the biggest fight of their careers. When I make that walk, it's game time. It's a very honest moment. There's no excuse. The moment the first round starts, it's dead quiet. No one wants to miss a second of the fight. It's a game of inches. You can get knocked out, you can get choked out, you can get taken down. You have to have the mindset that I might get killed. That's not the hardest part. The hardest part is do you have what it takes to kill as well. That's the counter shot. Once thought of as a violent and bloody activity, relegated to the fringes of society, mixed martial arts has erupted into a major spectator sport around the world. And its biggest platform is the Ultimate Fighting Championship, or UFC, worth a mere $2 million in 2001. It's now valued at a massive $7 billion. Broadcast to billions in over 160 countries, the UFC stages fights in an octagon, its best exponents becoming global superstars. It's the youngest champion in UFC. And two South Africans are among them. There it is. This fight is over about a minute too late. On an early weekend morning in Pretoria, we're joining Drickus Duplessis and Cameron Simon at a fight camp as they prepare for a UFC event in the United States next month. It offers a rare glimpse of the fighting coalface. I was going to take on Drickus and Cameron at the same time. But I've got a bad cold, sorry. Fight camps are brutal, pushing fighters to their physical and mental limits. If you walk into this door, you must want to be a world champion. Otherwise, I'm not interested. Today, I'm going to do a light drill session. Monifus is a top MMA coach determined to take both Trickus and Cameron to the top of the UFC. Okay, okay, up, 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 and next one. This camp is a vital part of getting there. Pick him up and escape. Have you got a senior division? Are you talking senior, your senior? <laughs> Our senior? No, <laughs> no. Fight camp's 12 weeks. Two weeks before the fight, we go double distance. Drikas will be in the cage for double the time and every minute a fresh guy. And all my guys are high caliber guys. So it's not, I can't tell you that you know, Drikas, when he's in there, he bullies them all. It's not like that. I mean, you've got 10 guys waiting to just have a minute with him to break him. 
this uh, sport, I would say it's a little bit of an obsession. This idea of doing this consumed me just to have one fight. an obsession that revealed itself early in Drikus's life. By 14 he was hard at training and by 18 a world kickboxing champion. Then as a student, opportunity knocked on Africa's biggest mixed martial arts stage, the Extreme Fighting Championship or EFC. I had six months left to finish my degree and I got a, a title shot and I told my dad, listen, I have one shot at this. I told him if I lose that fight, I'd go back studying. A younger and leaner Drickers took to the African octagon for a fight that would define his future. I won that fight and I became the youngest champion then in the EFC and the rest is history. Drickers still not for this champ, the UFC beckoned. His protege Cameron is six years Drickus's junior, but already making waves. My love for MMA started when I was about 10 years old. That was the first time I actually went to go watch an EFC event. I think that was the first time I really like got to see these guys I saw as heroes compete in the EFC cage, which was absolutely amazing. When I won SA Championships at the age of 17 for kickboxing, I transitioned into MMA and won amateur titles. When that happened, I really thought, okay, we can, we can make this work. So nice turning on the start. Making it work means making it big in the UFC. First though, and like Drickers, Cameron needed to prove himself in Africa's EFC. In 2021, he did precisely that. Winning the bantamweight title aged just 21 from the more experienced Sandile Manangela. You must remember, there's many organizations around the world and everybody wants to be at the top and that's the UFC. Drikas had to be a two-times champion before they even looked at it. If the EFC title fight had been career-defining, his first foray into the multi-million dollar international big time was make or break. He was matched against seven-year UFC veteran Marcus Perez from Brazil. When I finally got to the UFC, first second of that first fight, I, I could immediately feel this is step up. Now I'm fighting the best in the world right now. Drickus won by knockout and going into the Las Vegas event is now the 10th ranked middleweight in the UFC. His success might just have helped Cameron Clinch's sought-after spot at the Sports Global Showcase 2. Cammy got a lucky break because the UFC saw in Drickus, wow, we've got a different breed of fighter and person here. Maybe we should give them an opportunity. The UFC isn't open to just anyone. You need to be special and you need to be invited. 
Cameron hoped his EFC bantamweight title victory could clinch a deal. My manager at that time sent that footage to the matchmakers at the UFC and in August of last year we got the shots and uh, yeah, we made it happen. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> in his full UFC debut, he fought a specialist in the jiu-jitsu martial art, the American Stephen Kozlo. Four months previously, the UFC's owner had described Cameron as the future. This win by technical knockout indicates that might just be true. I get more nervous when Cameron fights than myself. Vickers has always been there to emotionally support me through a lot of things. I was living in their living room on a mattress for a few months as well, so... Escape, escape, you should have escaped before. In Vegas, Drickus will be fighting American Derek Brunson, a wrestling specialist with a fearsome reputation. Can you watch Derek's tapes? Absolutely, absolutely. Actually, uh, I've trained with him. He's a brilliant fighter. He's not number five in the world for nothing. I think we have all the tools necessary to beat this guy. I believe that Brunson fight, don't put your money on anything else but a finish and a fight bonus. On the same night, Cameron will be facing another American, seasoned fighter Jonathan Martinez. We have amazing training partners that uh, basically there's like movement patterns that my opponent does. So when they watch footage, they try and do those movement patterns so I can get used to that. And um, yeah, that's basically how we prepare. Question is, were they prepared for me? So I'm, so I'm in the bottom. Me, I'm trying to get you. Oh, you see. Oh, he's trying to get to you now. This is where I have the neck, I have that guillotine on. Whoa. Hey? And there we go. That happened very quickly. That happens very quickly. It's a, it's a game of chess and you have to be... It took just a few seconds to realize fight camp wasn't for me. For these two elite fighters though, another two weeks of blood and sweat awaits. We promise no presenters were hurt in the making of this episode. We will certainly be keeping an eye on both of these fighters in the months and years to come. Whether you're stuck in traffic, preparing dinner, or simply chilling on the couch, we'd love to keep you company with Carte Blanche, the podcast. You can find all the latest episodes, weekdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you access your favorite shows. Join us for some unique stories as we make sense of the headlines.